The Yearbook Sportscast. I'm your host, Doug. We are the internet's... Where are we going with this? <laughs> well, that was a while ago. Yeah, that's been happening. But we're on some kind of... We're at the very, very bottom, literally, of the list. But we're on some kind of Apple list of IndyCar-related podcasts, which speaks to... And I'm serious about this. It only speaks to how few... IndyCar-related podcasts there are out there. And this week, we're not talking about IndyCar. Hey, we said no college football logjam last week, and then LSU went out and ended Florida's national title hopes with an upset. Florida's only job is to win national championships. LSU's only job is to win national championships. And also, Georgia, Texas A&M, Auburn, and Alabama's only jobs are to win national championships. They all play in the same league, and they can't all win national championships, which is what made this so intriguing. But outside of Florida versus Georgia, nothing else has been all that intriguing. But now in 2021, you will be. Speaking of LSU Florida, Florida forced LSU to punt late in that tie game. But then something launched out of that pile, oddly. That can't be nothing. Did you see that? That couldn't have been a bird. Was it a... What was that? It wasn't nothing. It was a something. That something turned out to be a shoe. Florida defensive back Marco Wilson had an LSU player's shoe, and at the end of that play, Wilson threw the shoe, according to the referee, 20 yards down the field. The unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which is the right call on Florida, gave LSU a first down, and LSU wound up going down and kicking the game-winning field goal. First, this is one thing that makes college football. Florida worked all year literally all year, to get to that moment. They worked all season to win eight out of nine games and get to a point where a win over Alabama this week and their next game could put them in the playoffs. And then it all went away. It all evaporated. All of it was gone. All of it, just like that. That is one of many reasons college football is so amazing. But that was not all Wilson's fault. And don't tell me I'm going off on some politically correct, everyone gets a trophy tangent. It was an unbelievable penalty. I still can't believe it. And Wilson's an upperclassman. He should know better. But Florida wasn't undone by one moment. The rest of the Gators' defense was iffy all night long, just like it has been all season. The Gators' offense was also iffy all night long. And just when it looked like Florida might pull away in the fourth quarter, it was the UF offense that had three straight three-and-outs. And the UF offense that also failed to score a touchdown from close range late in the fourth and instead settled for a tying field goal. Then at the end of regulation, the Florida special teams missed a tying field goal. Florida's really good, but Florida was not perfect this year, and all their imperfections were on full display Saturday night. Wilson not throwing the shoe would have bailed out the Gators, maybe only temporarily. But why were they tied at 34 at home against a team with a losing record in the first place? So everyone's at fault for that one. Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com if you want to contact us for any reason. The Cincinnati Bengals could set an NFL record for successfully going for it on fourth down this season. We seriously love records where a team or player specializes in one thing. And like the record for career pinch hits in baseball, this could also be set very gradually. So it could go the rest of the season. you got something to watch over the next uh, several games. If I have this right, the Bengals have successfully gone for it on fourth down 18 times, 
meaning they have to do it three more times in the next three games to set the record. Obviously, the Bengals go for it a lot because they're always behind, but they make it 72% of the time, which is among the best in the league. Everyone should be going for it on fourth down a lot more. But whether the Bengals are proving that or the Bengals are just really good in that one situation or they're just really good when everything comes down to one play, that requires a closer look at the numbers, which we didn't do. Oh, my God. The movie Bombshell had two 522s in the same movie. Uh, Bombshell, if you haven't seen it, is about the behind the scenes at Fox News. But forget about the politics. This is only about the birthdays. In the movie, playing a Fox executive was actress Brooke Smith, born on May 22nd. And in the movie, playing a Fox anchor was actress Nazanin Bunyadi, born on May 22nd. Never heard of them? That's because they're from May 22nd. I can say that because I'm from May 22nd. Unfortunately, I don't think they were ever on screen at the same time, which uh, really would have ended the universe. Also, you've probably seen Brooke Smith in something, like in the back. If you don't recognize the name, she's been in the background of Special Victims Unit. Or maybe you've watched the background of American Horror Story. But two 522s in one movie might be a record. But I think it only ties the May 22nd record. I think we're forgetting another movie that had multiple, meaning two 522s. I'm not sure people broadcasting University of Connecticut women's basketball, I'm not sure they know what famous for being famous means. During Connecticut's opener Saturday, talking about Huskies freshman Paige Beckers, who we've been calling Bukers for the last nine months, the commentator said Beckers was famous for being famous. Obviously, they met. She's a high school basketball phenom, but since Saturday was Beckers' first college game, she hasn't done anything to prove she's good at college basketball yet. High school phenom, that and three bucks will get you into a movie, young lady. How long has it been since you've been to a movie? Three bucks. It's time to coach the hype. Right out of her. Yeah, obviously. But Beckers is not famous for being famous. She's already won a gold medal. Just last year, Beckers was the MVP of Team USA's gold medal under-19 team in the Women's Basketball World Cup. Just a few months ago, she averaged 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 steals a game, and it was the number one high school basketball player in the entire country. Just a few months ago, basically every national organization, including USA Basketball, named Beckers the Basketball Player of the Year. She was Gatorade's female high school athlete of the year that encompasses every sport beckers was the best high school player in the country at anything equestrian swimming cross-country volleyball hockey softball javelin anything yeah beckers has a huge social media following because she's been so incredible at basketball that is not famous for being famous Bring back fourth down, bot. It was the New York Times that had fourth down, bot. In real time, he would say, like, fourth and sixth on the Texans' 49-yard line, go for it. And it was based on all these stats and percentages. But no one cared, and now fourth down, bot's dead. Happy? We love that guy. Actually, it's unbelievable with all the sabermetrics that he didn't survive. Speaking of Auburn, even though that was like 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes, we wish, uh, they fired Coach Gus Melzon, the guy that we said years ago has already won. Uh, He did already win. 14 years ago, Malzahn arrived at Arkansas from high school football, and it was widely said his radical offenses just won't work here in the Southeastern Conference. Dual threat quarterbacks putting themselves at risk of getting hit on every play. No chance that works. 
all these years later is in Alabama now winning with dual threat quarterbacks who risk getting hit a lot. Uh, Malzahn has won everywhere he's been. Even pro teams run his plays, and Malzahn was also very nearly 500 against Nick Saban. He went 3-5 and five versus Alabama, which is better than anyone else. So he did win. But he probably just didn't win enough times in a row. Malzahn won two-thirds of the time, but after his first season, Auburn has hovered in the four to five losses a year range. That puts the Tigers behind four or five other SEC schools, and Auburn desperately wants to be at the high end of that aforementioned logjam that we mentioned like 10 minutes ago, we wish. Going 11-1 and one every single season is not realistic anywhere. But that's what every school wants right now. So Malzahn never shying away from a huge challenge that goes for naught. Although somebody should hire him as a head coach immediately, like for next season. Meanwhile, Auburn's timing's kind of weird here because there's like one candidate out there. Hugh Freeze, the real version of the fictionalized coach from the movie The Blind Side. And for some reason, they don't get Freeze, and you'd think that they're pretty sure they're going to get him. If there's some reason they don't get Freeze, just about anyone you can name would be a downgrade.